The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, weekday mornings at 6am on London DAB Digital Radio and on demand via the Bloomberg Business app and BloombergRadio.com. Germany should recognise English as a second official language. In fact, so should most countries. That is the view of our opinion columnist Andreas Kluth. He joins us now to make the case. Now, Andreas, thanks so much for joining us on the programme. Uh, English already, of course, uh, the second language in most countries around the world. Around the world. Why should countries uh, make it their official second language? Well, uh, actually, it's not. I don't think it's true that it's already an official language in most countries, but it's you're right that English is, of course, an uh, official language in many countries from like India, the Philippines, and it's about 2030 uh, when I looked, and that it has sometimes historical reasons. Sometimes it's because there are language communities that... Um, yeah, one second, please. My, my son just walked into my home office. Um, in the case of Germany, and if you go to, in, in Europe, if you go to places like Scandinavia, it's an inofficial second, first language but uh, in Germany, there was just now a proposal by the, the junior party in government that's pro-business, but saying let's let's be let's be more open towards skilled immigrants, and of course those are people who will tend to speak English and not German, which is a very hard, a famously hard language. And uh, they said let's make that an official language. That would make a lot of things easier, which is true. And unofficially, English is already very widespread in Germany, but of course there's a huge backlash against that, which gets into the deeper psychology of of English in general, in particular, and lingua francas in general, when they're being adopted as they, they have been throughout history. And of course, of the nation state, right? The somewheres versus anywheres, which is a kind of a nice phrase reminiscent of what one of our former prime ministers uh, talked about, Theresa May. I mean, English, though, is kind of representative of uh, cosmopolitanism and globalism that in some ways people are um, pushing back against right now, isn't it? And that's exactly it. That's the So the stated reasons uh, against making English an official language are often different ones. But the real reasons, I believe, are these psychological ones. And, and I like that phrase. It comes from a book uh, written on the subject on anywheres or somewheres. Anywheres are people, frankly, like me, who, you know, and I, I say it's like you don't even care anymore. You don't even know anymore where your yoga studio is at the moment, where your Starbucks is at the moment. You might be in Singapore. You might be in London, in New York. But again, said there are somewheres who feel incredibly rooted in their hometown or their land or their home, and cannot give that up. And there, and these people will will feel English, which they see in you know the Hollywood movies if they watch them with or without subtitles. But in through Silicon Valley, through everything in their business jargon, there's you know, there's girlish or. 
uh, you know, there's this mixture of German and English. There's this weird business jargon that's common, and they're going to react against that. They feel it's like a, a cultural invasion, and they resist that. And that's true. And that doesn't have to be populist, but it's often linked to the rise of populism mm-hmm. and these far right parties as well. Is there's just a backlash against this cosmopolitanism, this globalism that they they've see as, an, uh, as having been excessive in, in recent decades, and there's, you know, moving away from that. Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, weekday mornings at 6am on London DAB Digital Radio and on demand via the Bloomberg Business app and BloombergRadio.com. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.